right now, it's Barry and Shauna Replay from 89.3 Moody Radio. Well, good morning to you. So good to be with you and kicking off this day with you this morning. I'm especially excited about our time together today because of the guests that I have in studio. Paula Jausch has become a friend of mine, but that's not how it all started. And we're going to share with you a little bit of the backstory this morning. But she is a local award-winning author and speaker. And I'm telling you, when she tells her story of what she's been through, she speaks of being a trauma survivor and her heart's desire is to help other people heal from their own trauma and their brokenness. Her book, Cross Addicted, Breaking Free from Family Trauma and Addiction. And in that book, she offers a path for you and me, a path of hope, a path of recovery for anybody who's hurting and traumatized. I've read it myself. I highly recommend it. The book is called Cross Addicted, Breaking Free from Family Trauma and Addiction. Good morning, Paula. Good morning. I'm so, so excited to be here. here. I'm so happy that you're here. Okay, so I don't even remember how long ago it was when we met for the first time. Do you? Well, I was looking through past emails and I was like, oh, wow, it's around the same time. Um a couple years ago, okay. and I believe it was in 2019. All right. And I was driving the kids to school, and I had the radio on, and Perry was talking about a topic that it just lit me on fire, and mm-hmm. I never call the radio, never, especially when you're driving kids to school. Yeah. I mean, you don't care. But something in me, I just like hit the 1-800 number or whatever it was, and I got it in my phone, and I called, and Perry answered, which was just crazy. (laughs) It was like quick. I got right through. And I was like, can I just make a brief comment about what you're talking about? And I just kind of, I don't want to say I puked on him, but I just (laughs) let it all out, you know? (laughs) And, but I think he was talking about the things that we go to in our life to fill Mm. the void. Right. And I was like, Perry, it's amazing what you're talking about. I've tried it all and nothing but Jesus can fill Mm -hmm. that void. And I just started like, sharing with him my heart and I think you called me back later like after we got so we had you on the air and after that conversation you know we were playing a song and so off the air Perry and I were talking I was like oh we need more Paula like that was so good and so we did have your number because you had called in and so when the show was over I just called you back and said hey (laughs) I think this is a God thing is what you said but I want to share a little story. You yeah. did, you guys did not even know I was working on a book. I did not even mention I was working on a book. This was August, September of 2019. The book released at the end of 2019. And so I wasn't looking to get on, on the radio show. I right. didn't ask you. And so I want to share that because there's somebody probably listening today that's saying, when God, when, when is this going to happen? Or how do I make this happen? Or what do I need to do? And I heard you this morning on the way here driving that our God's ways are not our ways. Mm-hmm. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And, you know, it's just about trusting him, yeah. trusting that he has it all figured out no matter how it looks. Yeah. And just taking the next right step. I'll just echo what you're saying in my own journey of ending up here at Moody Radio. Um, I wasn't looking for the position. And that was my story before that and before that and before that. My ongoing story has been as I have just been obedient to God in the day. And that's why I say so often here on Perry and Shauna Mornings too, like God's good plans for you Mm -hmm. are for today. They're not just futuristic. They're for right here, right now. Like Tuesday, what day is it? Tuesday, August 24th, 2021. God has good plans for you today. And as we lean in 
and follow him and are just obedient to him. Yeah. He kind of throws the doors open for us. Yeah. That's certainly what he did for you. You've had so many opportunities yeah. since your book, you know, hit the shelves. I have, but I want to clear something up for the listeners today. I was confused for a long time, striving. I got to do it. I got to figure it out. I got to make it happen. Yeah. But when the Lord matured me and said, rest in me, like, will you just trust me? He finally, years, I'm saying years, yeah. got me to the place that I had a plan all along for your life. Like Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you. Literally the time that we were in our mother's womb, mm-hmm. he has a plan. So trust because he will unfold it. know what's on your heart right now like what is the what is the new thing the right now thing that god has just caught your attention about yeah i think with what's going on the world has really shaken me up and changed me from the inside out i mean Mm -hmm. yes god has done an amazing work in my life healing me from trauma freeing me from addiction but i feel that all that's going on in the world it's like a wake up call to really love other people and Mm -hmm. to be strong in your faith. Because there's a lot of people right now, even as believers that I feel that are really struggling. And I don't want to say they're weak in their faith, but they're struggling. And I think those who have more of maybe a solid foundation are a little bit more firm in the word or in their prayer life that we need to be an encouragement to those all around us. Yeah. You know what? Jesus himself said in this world, you're going to have trouble. Yes. So that's not in this world. If you don't know Jesus, Mm -hmm. you're going to have trouble. It's in this world. Mm -hmm. You're going to have trouble. So we all do, you know, believer, non-believer, we've got stuff going on in our life. That's hard. I remember, um, uh, just a situation where somebody reached out to me and and said, you know, oh, I didn't realize you were going through such and such when we had that conversation. I'm sorry. You know, there's obviously more on your heart than just the conversation we were having. And I thought, man, isn't that always true, though? Yes. There's always more going on than what we're aware of. And for sure, like you said, those who uh, those who well, this, if a if a storm came through, if an earthquake came through and it, you know, buildings came down, whoever is able are the ones who become the rescue team. It doesn't matter that, you know, you don't have to be an EMT. You don't have to be a fireman or a policeman. If you are physically, if you survived it without huge wounds, yes, you become the rescue team. And right now, spiritually, we are the rescue team. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I was reading this morning in John 14, 27, where Jesus says, peace, I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Mm-hmm. And it just really spoke to me because Jesus gives us peace, not the world peace, right? but it's just a peace that we know that in him, you know, to live is Christ, to die is gain, you know, and it's, we have to have this strong faith in Christ that no matter what happens in this world, we're going to be okay, you know, and that are we going to have enough faith to stand on his promises, even though when everything around us looks like it's falling apart. When you said, you know, that when you read that scripture and it says, you know, Jesus said, do not let your hearts be troubled. 
combined with the scripture that I shared earlier, you know, in this world, you will have trouble. Mm -hmm. So both can exist. You're going to have trouble in this world. Don't let your heart be troubled. I'm hearing Jesus say both of those statements at the same time. So what is it you were talking about? This is like a really a time to love other people. What does that look like? How have you seen that played out, you know, in your own life? You know, I took my granddaughter to Starbucks this week and I went to go pay for my coffee and they're like, oh, the car behind you paid for your coffee. And isn't that the best? It's really the best, especially when it's Starbucks. (laughs) Why doesn't anybody pay for my Starbucks? (laughs) But you know what? Why don't we pay for people's Starbucks? That's what I thought. And I hope my husband's not listening, but I paid for a couple cars behind me. (laughs) (laughs) On that same day or at a different time? Different Probably within that same week, I was so excited by that. It lit a fire in me because it it brought me back to God, you are so good Mm. that there's loving people in the world. And it was just like, it it helped me to set up in my seat and say, let me go do good too. You know? Yeah. You want to pay it forward. You do. Yeah. So what can we do today to bless others around us? What can we do to express love in such a way that the person who receives it goes, Oh, I'm passing that on. That was just too good to keep to myself. I think this is a pay it forward challenge. Let's do it. Paula, I just, we were talking a few minutes ago about how, you know, Jesus did say in this world, you're going to have trouble and all of us experience hardships at different Mm -hmm. times. I want you to take us into kind of your story. Give us, for somebody who's never met Paula before, give us a little bit of your story and share with us um, why, why you needed Jesus and, and what it was, what hard times look like for you, um, in your trauma and in, and in the addiction. Yeah. So I was raised by two parents who were addicts, but there was just a lot of neglect, abandonment, abuse, and lack of needs, emotional needs, all kinds of stuff. And I found myself self-destructing, looking for love in all the wrong places, becoming a teen mom, hanging around in the wrong environment. And this made life really hard. And I just remember at 21 years old, having three kids, and I just remember life being hard. But I did not know at that time, Shauna, that I was impacted by trauma. You know, Mm. we call that PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. I had no idea that I had severe trauma. And I'm trying to raise these three little ones. And I was a single mom. And part of the, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not the expert on this. Mm -hmm. You are. But when it comes to like our upbringing, our upbringing, whatever has been normal to us, we consider to be normal, like normal in general across the board. So that makes sense to me that you would not have recognized it as trauma because it was all you knew. Yeah. So we mimic the, what we are like brought up in. So Mm -hmm. when I was brought up in abuse and drug use and parents fighting and dad in prison, that was my normal. And I Mm -hmm. think that's a I think that's what my first chapter is called, What is Normal? I had to start there because that was the first thing that helped me start to heal. What is normal? Why does it feel like I'm standing in the mud and I keep getting mud in my face, but I'm watching people all around me walk? There must be a life that I can Mm -hmm. step out of this mud, out of this environment and try to find a new life. But where do I begin? Mm -hmm. And somebody did tell me about Jesus when I was broken. I had no clue who Jesus was, but all she said was, Jesus loves you and he wants to heal your heart. Mm -hmm. Simple words. 
that affected me my whole life. Yeah. So in the times that were hard, I mean, because I think there is um, a kind of a fairy tale picture or idea that once we accept Jesus, you know, then everything is just perfect and wonderful. (coughs) Oh, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) And we never hurt and our behavior immediately radically changes. And I just don't know anybody that has experienced that in life. It's not very real. So what did it look like for you in the hard times to to trust in God? Well, if life was going to be easy and perfect, it wouldn't say that we're going to face trials and tribulations in the world. I wouldn't say that, I believe, in the book of James. It wouldn't say in Psalms 147.3, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. All, you know, that he places the lonely in families, that he's a father to the fatherless. Those scriptures wouldn't be in the word of God. But you know what? When we became sinners in the garden, Adam and Eve, sin came in the world, broken people hurt people. And so, no, it wasn't like, oh, I accept Jesus and everything was okay. It was a long road to recovery and healing from trauma. But I am so grateful that I did that, Shauna, because it restored my identity back Mm -hmm. to the original design that God created me to be when I was in my mother's womb. Yeah, that's it. You know, it's, it's God show me who you created me to be like life experiences and the wounds and the trauma create all kinds of survival tactics, right? And protection of your heart. Yep. And they're labeled addictions. They're labeled eating disorders, cutting teen pregnancy. I had them all. Um, learning disabilities from being illiterate. My brain was affected by trauma, my behavior, my whole life was affected by trauma. So I just want to share this vision in the womb. I'm perfect. God created me born into brokenness, but I had to take back steps to revisit those brokenness, almost kind of like a rebirth in the womb to be who I am today. So it does take work. So let's not pretend that, oh, I accept Jesus and everything's okay. It's going to take work, but your life's worth it to do that work. It is. And just like it's true for Paula, it is true for you, my friend. God sees past all the labels. He sees your heart and he's calling you back home. Just a minute ago, we were talking about trying to kind of pick up the conversation where we left off, but we were just, we were talking about difficult times and, you know, Jesus did say in this world, you're going to have trouble, but Scripture also tells us not to be anxious about anything. And we need to be reminded of that. Lots of kids are heading back to school. And for moms, it's a time and parents in general, a time of just feeling anxious about how the kids are going to do. And, you know, we're worried about them. We believe they're going to be okay, but we're worried about them a little bit. But your your own story and your life circumstances just go way beyond, gosh, are the kids going to be at school today on a normal day? to deeper issues of wondering where the next meal is going to come from. Absolutely. How do you take, how do you take scripture telling us not to be anxious about anything and apply that to those circumstances of your life? Take us back to those moments in time and what that looked like for you. Yeah. I, every, you know, every time I hear somebody read my Bible, I mean, not my Bible. I read the Bible, my bio local award-winning author. It just, it amazes me because I was actually thinking when you were speaking, Shauna, of a time 2007 when my 
youngest was born, my fourth child, and my mom had just passed away. She died young. She had a really hard life. You know, my parents struggled with addiction and many other things. And my son was born in September and my mom had passed the July, you know, a couple months before he Mm -hmm. was born. But I was a single mom, no family, nothing, struggling in my midst of my trauma, haven't even started trauma therapy. And I just remembered like, oh, Christmas is going to come. Like, how can I even get these kids something? And it was getting closer to Christmas. And there was a local church, but it was a small church on the corner. And they were going to have like um, a Christmas giveaway that if you're a single parent or you're struggling, you can come get in the line starting at like seven in the morning. And people were lining up like at 4.45, 5 o'clock. And I remember getting there really early too and waiting in this long line. Mm. And people were just grabbing stuff. It was just, you know, kind of people were getting violent for stuff. But I remember leaning over to this lady and saying, do you happen to have any kids jackets? You know, and the reason I share this is because when you hear like local award-winning author, it sounds like, oh, she had a great education and a great life. No, I was somebody who stood in food lines. Mm-hmm. How do I get the next meal? I was really struggling in my job because I had so much tra- trauma. It was hard to comprehend and focus on my work. Like it was really hard. And so going back to the scripture and as a baby Christian, you're learning how to let God heal your heart. But at the same time, slowly you're learning to apply scripture to your Mm -hmm. life. So what do I mean by that? So taking that scriptures in Philippians 4, 6, do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything Mm -hmm. with thanksgiving. And so I really had to dissect that. The word of God is saying, don't worry, pray. So I'm going to keep praying and what my needs are and what I need. And what happened, Shauna? When I reached over to that woman asking about the jackets, they're like, we really don't have anything here, but can I have your phone number? And the pastor's wife called me of that church and took me to get everything I needed for my kids for Christmas to jackets, to gifts, to everything. That is so good. You know, when you're talking about the scripture specifically, don't be anxious about anything, but pray about everything with Thanksgiving, you know, present your request to the Lord. I think a lot of times I'm okay. I'm just going to be honest about my own story. A lot of times I find myself worrying in prayer. Mm -hmm. Like I'm worrying as I pray. It's actually a a harried, stressed kind of, ah, God, I'm so stressed about this. Like, and just instead of doing what scripture says, you know, hand over that worry, stop it, knock it off, stop worrying. And with a thankful heart, present your request, ask for what you want for in gratitude, but knock off the worrying. Yeah. And I don't think that we necessarily, you know, well, I, like I said, me personally, I don't always see the distinction that I'm yeah. actually worrying in my prayer. And that's not what God calls us to. You know, when people come to me, because I always wrestled with doubt or fear, you know, mm-hmm. I've wrestled with that as well. But what helped me to build on that I would go back and journal every prayer that the Lord had already answered. There you go. So when somebody comes to me and they're really struggling with trusting the Lord, I'll ask them, is there ever a time that you can recall that he answered a prayer? Because mm-hmm. the God that we serve says that I will never leave you nor forsake you. He cares about all our requests. He may not answer it how we want and when we want or how we want it to look, but he is faithful. 
Yeah. And we can pick up, take that, you know, his faithfulness from the past, pick it up and put it, project it into right now and into our future. I asked the same question of you this morning. What is it you need to see God move in? What is it you're worrying about and anxious about? Has there ever been a time that God has answered your prayer? Paula, thank you so much for joining us today. And to continue the conversation, we were talking about scripture and how it tells us not to be anxious about anything and just building a life of becoming strong in your faith. We talked earlier too this morning about how that doesn't happen overnight. It is a process. It's a journey. What has that process looked like for you? Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. I just love being here at Moody. You guys are now my family. Yay. So I was thinking of a time too. I remember one time being on a family vacation and I was following this woman who was a trauma survivor and she was speaking all over and I actually read her book. And I remember in the midst, this was years ago, sending her a message on Facebook saying, will the pain ever end? Because I remember being on family vacation and I just wanted to lay in bed. It was just complete darkness. And one of my favorite speakers, who's Joyce Myers, she's a speaker and a teacher and a Bible teacher. And she's been sharing her story for over 40 years. And I've heard her say a few times that she always shares her story, but sometimes it's kind of hard pulling it out because of how much she's healed. And I would say that today because, Shauna, I believe some listeners are listening today saying, will I ever heal from this trauma? Will I ever heal from this divorce? Will I ever heal from losing my child? Will I ever get free from this addiction? And as somebody sitting on the other side today, I want to say yes. Mm -hmm. If you keep running to Jesus, if you keep trusting him, and even when the Bible doesn't make sense, if you'll buy yourself a devotional, if you'll try to just get into the word, if you will invite the Holy Spirit in and say, I want to be healed. I want to know you. I've ran to everything in this world. Nothing can heal me. Nothing can satisfy me. What does it look like to build my faith and put my trust in you? Some nights it was so painful. The only words I could get out of my mouth was Jesus, Mm -hmm. Jesus, or just putting my Bible on my chest because I was in so much pain. So it's been just the journey of getting stronger has just been continuing to trust in him. Even when all you could say was his name or you couldn't even get his name out, just grabbing his word, right? but continuing to, you know, instead of turning back to the things that before had maybe numbed the pain or brought yes. just a moment of pleasure. So you didn't have to experience the pain so intensely, yeah. um, just turning to God again right. and again and again, however, however strong or however feeble that might be in the yeah. moment. Yeah, like even like in the beginning of my recovery process, I'll just drink a bottle of wine at night to help me sleep. And when the Lord removed the wine from me, I had to replace it with something. So and on my on top of my sink, it was um, 2 Timothy 1.7. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of sound mind. I would take that scripture and also put it in my bathroom, in my bedroom. So when I would go out the door, I would read it. But I wouldn't just read it as a duty. I would let it sink in. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 3.5.7. Trust in the Lord with all your heart 
And the second part, lean not on your own understanding. So I didn't know how I was going to heal. I didn't know how I was going to get better, but I would go three, like one step forward, yeah, yeah. three step backs. Yeah. Having an eating disorder for 26 years, some weeks I was bound to that eating disorder. Mm. Some weeks I got victory, but God said, no more shame and guilt in your addiction and your eating disorder. I'm healing you. Will you trust me? You fell, get back up. You fell, get back up because I didn't ask to be bound to trauma or addiction or eating disorders. But if I was going to get out of this, I had to fight with Jesus and yeah. his word. You really have to let go of the past and even not even go to the place of the future, but just like sit in today and say, God, help me to do the next right thing. Help me just to make it through day. this day. One day at a time. One day at a time. That's good advice for us as we head into this day, this this Tuesday, August 24th, 2021. One day at a time, my friend. Honestly, Paula, this morning we have only just touched on your story so slightly, you know, the trauma that you experienced and and your own battle with addiction, having grown up with addiction all around you. But I just want to talk a little bit about um, the part of your story where you got to the point that because of what you experienced, and maybe you can give us some of the backdrop of mm-hmm. what led you to this point, but there was a point when you felt like, I can't take another day. Like, yeah. I can't keep going and I yeah. can't keep living. Give us the the backstory and then bring us to that moment, if you would. Yeah. And I think that's really important to talk about too, Shauna, because I think sometimes when people don't understand how past trauma, past wounds, things that we're not dealt with, things that we're not let go of, that's what usually builds up and creates the ideal of suicidal thoughts. Mm. Because we feel like I just can't do it. I just can't take one more thing. And I was a young mom, three young kids at 21 years old in severe trauma, barely functioning, barely making it. And I had no idea that I was being haunted by childhood trauma. And I went into a closet to take my life. Can you back up a little bit and just kind of unpack the trauma part of it? Like, what was what was the trauma? Right. Yep. So my, you know, father was an alcoholic and he was a drug addict, but there, just as a kid, I would be awakened with breaking glass, screaming, um, don't want to cause secondary trauma, but a lot of mm-hmm. violence, mm-hmm. a lot of abuse. And that was my normal. And what I did, I'm thinking probably around the age five, I learned to shut a part of my brain off to block out noise and to block out pain. And that's how I survived the next big thing and the next big abuse, the next big blow up incident. Because I saw a lot of violence, a lot of trauma, even witnessed my own father being shot at the age 12 years old. And that's a little PG version. I would say buy my book if you want to learn more. But there was so much trauma. But what happened when I was 21 years old, I felt like I couldn't do it no more. And Shauna, it hurts when I hear people committed suicide Mm -hmm. because in my head, I'm, I'm like, suicide is not an option. There is nothing that God can't heal. There's no pain that he can't unravel and give you the strength. 
And that's not coming from a place of judgment from you. That's coming from a place of, I have been there and I am telling you, I have experienced come through that to the other side. And, and now, you know, so grateful that you didn't make that choice. Because I was suicidal. There was a point I attempted and I was 21 years old. But when I was 18, somebody said, Jesus loves you and he wants to heal your heart. Had no idea what those words meant at all. But that woman who was a co-worker spoke it by faith. That was at 18, 21 years old. I go into the closet, position myself to take my life. Six-month-old, three-year-old, and a six-year-old. I would have took my life. And as I sat there to want to do it and start to do it and how I'm going to do it, her voice three years later Jesus loves you. The woman. He wants to heal your heart. I'm hearing the coworker and I'm like, why is this voice coming to me? Jesus loves you. He wants to heal your heart. God at that moment intervened and I said, if you're real, I want to know you now. And you know what, Shauna? I've heard many people share their testimonies too, that they cried out, if you're real, I want to know you. Mm -hmm. And Jesus always shows up. So if Mm -hmm. somebody is in a desperate state today and they're listening Open your mouth and say, Jesus, are you real? Where are you in this? Where are you in this? Because suicide is not the option. Drug overdose is not the option. Jesus is real. And he hears the prayers of your heart. Reach out to him right now, even in this moment. God, show me if you're real. This is the part of the day where we just kind of chat about what stood out to us. What was our own personal highlights? And we'd love to hear yours too. You can join the conversation at 800-968-8930, 800-968-8930. But Scott, Paula, like what's jumping out to you today? What do you feel like the Holy Spirit is highlighting even as we've been having the conversation? I would start by saying what really stood out to me is that God has a plan all along. Mm for what you're going through, for what's going on in the world. There is a plan. We may not always understand it, but there is a plan and a purpose. And so it goes back to what we talked about in this conversation, that we walk in the peace that Jesus gives us, Mm -hmm. not the peace that the world offers, offers, but the peace that Jesus gives us. Don't, you know, don't lean on your own understanding, right. like in Proverbs 3, 5, 7, but trust in the Lord with all your heart. He's going to make a way when there's no way. Yeah, we can get anxious and want to jump ahead a little bit. And there's just a peace in settling into today and resting in who God is in his presence with us today. What about well, you, Scott? I'm going to say, I know that when I was, I was younger, I probably would have been tempted to do what you like to call turtling, just pull back mm-hmm. into my shell and just, I am the queen just of kind, turtling. Of, kind of freak out over the whole thing. But, but I, I have think, forfeited my shell. Yeah, Let me just yeah, say that. You have forfeited your shell. And I think I've kind of done the same thing over the years, realizing that there, there is going to be light at the end of the tunnel that God is going to do his work. He's not always going to do it in the time I like to have it done. But when the time is right for me to have finally learned the lesson that I need to learn, that he will come through for me and show me the path that I need to take. Mm-hmm. So even during this last year or so, I've, I won't say that there are times I maybe have gotten a little concerned, but uh, I've, the minute that happens, I start to say, okay, okay, I just need a time out with you, God, to try to figure out what's yeah. going on here and just, you know, help me to relax. I know you've got this in control and my freaking out about it isn't going to 
making things any better or change the direction things are going. Yeah, so. so good. My takeaway today is just the simple reminder that every single person we encounter has a story. They've got stuff going on that we have no idea about. And so, you know, hurting people often hurt people. And so when you run into somebody who's grumpy, you know, somebody cuts you off on the road, they've got a story and they're having a day and we can just rest in, okay, God, you've got me. I'm okay. Help me to be an expression of your peace and of your love as I walk out this day that other people would actually bump into me and they would get like Jesus residue on them a little bit. That's my takeaway from today. So Mm. powerful. Thanks so much for listening. Questions or comments? Text us at 800-968-8930. That's 800-968-8930. 